Hi, I'm Tanya Estes, and welcome to Tales from the Moon Tower, a podcast that brings you stories about Texas history that you never got in school, including unsung heroes, amazing ladies, myths, legends, true crime, and tales that still haunt us. Today, I tell the story of Sandra West, the Beverly Hills socialite that had one of the most bizarre burials in Texas. Though she died on March 10, 1977, her will and burial requirements took a while to procure. So I tell this story on the anniversary of her burial, which occurred a few months later on May 19, 1977. If you like Tales from the Moon Tower and want more information, you can follow us at www.talesfromthemoontower.com or you can follow Tales from the Moon Tower on Facebook or Instagram. Before I begin the show today, I wanted to share that Tales from the Moon Tower has an online bookshop. You can support both the podcast and independent bookstores nationwide with any book purchase made using the Tales from the Moon Tower link. I will have a curated storefront, but any and all book purchases from the site count towards your podcast support if you use the link I provide. Go to bookshop.org slash shop slash Tales from the Moon Tower to buy some amazing books that will be shipped directly to your home. And now on to the show. It's inevitable really to think about what lies beneath the surface of a grave particularly when you have no personal attachment to the person you are visiting. Perhaps it's the grave of a dead celebrity or a cherished historical figure, and it's the closest we will ever come to meeting the person themselves. Regardless of our feelings for the person listed on the marker, we inevitably wonder at the state of bones and ash beneath. In the case of Sandra West, her tiny, unassuming gravestone invites visitors to do nothing else. Her burial spot is marked only by a small, flat rectangle that only states her name and the years of her life without even bothering with the full dates. Despite the stone's simplicity, thousands of people visit San Antonio's Alamo Masonic Cemetery every year to see the gravesite of a woman known for little more than her strange casket, the one thing visitors can't actually see. Sandra West, a young Beverly Hills socialite, is buried in lace lingerie in the front seat of her powder blue 1964 Ferrari, with the seat reclined into a comfortable position per her request. I went in search of her grave a few years ago. It was a spur-of-the-moment decision when I found a few hours to kill after attending a conference nearby in downtown San Antonio. Historic cemeteries are only a few blocks away, but that short distance transforms into a high crime area, particularly at night. So my search became a race against nightfall to find all the graves on my list. I can't say I never found her. The truth is I might have walked over her grave several times and never noticed. I was looking for a large and stately tombstone befitting an oil tycoon and his Beverly Hills heiress. It never occurred to me that a millionaire couple that lived fast and died young would have nothing more than a small stone rectangle with only their names and life years. They have no epitaphs, no carvings of flowers or scrolls. Even the grass is yellowed and dried, perennially defeated by the brutal Texas summer sun. Beverly Hills cemeteries that cater to the rich and famous have famously manicured grass, lush and green. 
Who is this couple that chose such inconspicuous looking graves in the middle of an old San Antonio cemetery, despite a life craving the luxury of Beverly Hills? Ike West came from a family of wealthy cattle barons who furthered their sizable wealth with investments early in the Texas oil boom. Being heir to such a fortune afforded Ike access to both luxuries and drugs. He suffered from extreme weight fluctuations and drug habits that made his family question his ability to inherit their empire. They sent him to Mexico as a way to keep him out of public view while he coped with his demons. Sandra West was born in Beverly Hills to parents who owned a prominent children's clothing store frequented by California's rich and famous. A beautiful young woman surrounded by celebrity clientele, she only ever knew a life worthy of Hollywood gossip columns. She dated men like Frank Sinatra and Elvis Presley before setting her cap on Saul West, the second son of the West family. Saul, however, preferred a revolving door of women. Sandra's pride didn't take such insults easily. Upon learning that Saul had an older brother hidden away in Mexico, who was the actual heir to the family fortune, she went to meet him. It's said that with quote-unquote loving patience, she helped Ike get sober and capable enough to take the reins of the family business. They married soon after. Life as an oil tycoon, however, didn't appeal to Ike and Sandra beyond the inherited wealth. They moved from Texas to a posh California home and lived the hard and fast Beverly Hills lifestyle, immersed in flashy clothes, jewels, and a few Ferraris. Ike returned to drugs and his continued struggle with fluctuating weight. After his release from a hospital where he underwent a rapid weight loss program, he died at the Las Vegas Flamingo Hotel in 1968 at the age of 33 under mysterious circumstances. With Ike's death, Sandra inherited the family fortune and the moniker Sandra West, Beverly Hills socialite and heiress in all the gossip columns. She became known for attention-seeking behavior, like dressing in furs and jewels to order hamburgers to go from Beverly Hills' finest restaurants. She dated a slew of men, including Engelbert Humperdinck, and gave gifts worth thousands of dollars to people she hardly knew. Despite her outward show of fun and outlandish behaviors, her doctors and nurses reported that she felt deep loneliness and had few real friends. She drowned her sorrows in flashy living the way Ike did in drugs and alcohol. Towards the end of her life, however, she no longer sought public attention. She retreated deep into the study of Egyptology and her impressive stamp collection. Despite bearing witness to Ike's struggles with drugs, she fell into the habit as well. Following a car accident, her doctors gave strict orders that she be attended at all times by a nurse for fear that she would overdose if left alone. Complaining of stomach pains one night, she went to her room and was later found dead from an excess of barbiturates and codeine, though it remains uncertain how she obtained these drugs under such strict supervision. She was 38 years old. Sandra West's eccentric burial makes sense when one considers her deep interest in Egyptian pharaohs. Kings buried with possessions to take them into the afterlife appealed to her, and she wrote a will that outlined such a burial for herself. She left her fortune to her brother-in-law, Saul West, the man she dated before her husband, but only on the condition he followed through with her extravagant burial plan. 
Should he choose to forego her instructions, he would only stand to inherit $2,000. Though he fought the legitimacy of this request in court, the judge declared her handwritten will valid, and so Saul set forth on his compliance. A temporary burial had been procured until arrangements for all conditions could be met for burial and transport. Saul also had a large wooden crate built in which to place the Ferrari and Miss West. Despite his irritation that a valuable sports car would serve as her casket, he didn't want her to suffer the indignity of gawkers and press trying to get a ghoulish peek at the dead socialite. Once the crate was built, Sandra West was exhumed from her temporary burial spot, dressed in her favorite lace nightgown, and placed in the driver's seat, which reclined in a comfortable position. Her Ferrari was then placed into the crate and driven to Texas to be buried next to her husband. She said they wanted to be buried in the West family plot, quote, where the money came from. On May 19, 1977, approximately 300 spectators gathered to watch a crane lower the crate containing the car and the lace-clad Sandra West into a 19-foot-long burial plot in San Antonio. To protect her car from potential vandals, the cemetery director had cement poured on top of the crate. There were no known relatives or friends among the spectators that day. Further evidence that a tomb fit for a pharaoh could not assuage the loneliness of this Beverly Hills heiress. Thank you so much for tuning in to Tales from the Moon Tower. If you liked this episode, please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. Each review helps people find the show. You can also connect with Tales from the Moon Tower on Instagram and Facebook, and you can visit the website at www.talesfromthemoontower.com to find out more about the show. The link to our Redbubble shop is there too if you want to help support the podcast with fun merchandise like shirts and stickers. You can also link to our bookshop there too. Or shop directly at bookshop.org slash shop slash Tales from the Moon Tower. That's our show, and thank you for listening. <laughs>